Smartcast. With the Baker's Plus Card, it's easy to get lower than low prices for the win. Earn fuel points on every purchase and save up to a dollar a gallon at the pump. The Baker's Plus Card. All you do is win. Big, big savings. Sign up now at bakersplus.com and start saving. Bakers, fresh for everyone. Savings may vary by state. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your favorites with the buy five or more, save a dollar each sale. Simply buy five or more participating items and save a dollar each with your card. Bakers, fresh for everyone. Hello and welcome to the Social Psychic Radio Show featuring Jason Zuck. Jason has been an intuitive psychic medium since 2004. This show will cover a variety of topics relating to spirituality, mediumship, self-improvement, and intuitive guidance. Whatever interests you, remember that we are all here to share and learn. Sit back and get ready to socialize with the social psychic. Hello and welcome to the Social Psychic Radio Show. This is Jason Zook. It's a great pleasure that I have the opportunity of introducing special guest Joey Natolo, movie producer and host of the podcast, The Space Between. This podcast celebrates and shares an experience and awareness merging pop culture and spirituality. Natolo's show and podcast highlights the unique experience of artists, philanthropists, authors, athletes, celebrities, scientists, and cultural icons through the exploration of consciousness and pop culture. His guests tell their story so we can all share the messages and moments that come from accessing the space between. Joey Natolo is not your average spiritual seeker looking for a path to enlightenment. He was a hand-scrabble kid, raised on the streets of Hollywood in the 1970s by his mother and father, who was a pimp and a heroin addict. Natolo pursued and achieved financial success. He leveraged the intuition that he gained from being on the streets and began a successful career spanning real estate and film production. Natolo produced several motion pictures, including writing the original story of A Man Apart, starring Vin Diesel and Lawrence Tate, and he also produced Pool Hall Junkie, starring Christopher Walking and Chaz Palminteri. In 2017, while he was in the shower one day, Natolo had a sudden burst of energy, a Kundalini awakening, which heightened his frequency causing him to hear and perceive sounds that others could not. This gift that he received has given him the ability to become what I will call a messenger for others to follow in the future. Between the podcast and his efforts at formulating and establishing music festivals, Natolo is staging the Space Between Music Festival in September of 2020 in Luxor, Egypt. It'll be the first of many concerts to include festivals in areas like Bali and India, to honor sacred sites around the world. Uh, on November 15th and 16th of this year, Joey is also sponsoring Lighting Up LA, which is a music and art festival campaign to increase awareness and consciousness with art. That information can be found on the Space Between uh, website, spacebetween.com. In addition to increasing awareness and being very passionate about these issues to educate the general public, Joey's also involved in larger initiatives to raise awareness of the global water crisis, and he will be supporting nonprofits to include Sea Shepherd, Four Ocean, and more. It's with great pleasure that I welcome Joey to the show. Welcome to the show, Joey. Hey, how are you, man? How are you? Great, great. Thank you for taking time to talk to us this, uh, today regarding the Space Between podcasts, and I know there's a lot I'd like to get into. Uh, one of the things I want to ask you first is... 
what made you decide to actually call your podcast the space between podcasts? You know, I, at the time I, I didn't even know it just kind of came up. It had to do with an Einstein download or it, it just, I don't know. It just, it just came in and felt like that, you know, like that place okay. in between. That's, I feel that's like that in, you know, that's that spot that we all kind of go to and grab from the ethers. You know, it's that, yes. it's a hypothetical space. It's different for everybody that I almost feel it's that balance between heaven, man, and earth. You know, it's a, just a, it's a different realm. I can totally understand. I, I want to ask you this being creative. When did you first notice in your life that you had this creative gift that would enable you to pursue the path that you've been on? It, it wasn't so like hunky dory cool like that. Like, I mean, right. I was, yeah, no, dude, no. I was raised um, on the street. My dad was a heroin addict and a pimp. And so I was a street kid, you know, growing up. Um, yeah. I had like a, about a seventh grade education. and But I was able to to create several businesses. And um, I separated myself uh, at the age of about 25 years old from my street life and found a a girl I married had four kids and separated myself from that world, moved my family to Malibu and started raising my kids and set up other businesses, all kinds of things from real estate to um, tax companies to film companies, like a lot of different things. You know, I was very successful. Sure. Um, that's great. And, and, and I, and, you know, look at, that's what I understood. You know, I understood to make money was a way for me to keep my family intact and, and take care of them. And, and it was almost like I was able to give to my family what my dad didn't give to me. So I knew that to be, that's what I believed in. So I believed in money. Right. And then, sure. you know, at the ripe old age of 48 years old and the way I saw everything, I just, I woke up one day um, and everything, you know, I, I woke up, I could feel that I was a little emotional. I started to have like mood, like, I guess the best way of looking at like a mood swing, because I wasn't really in control. My feelings were kind of racing on me. Like I would get emotional and okay. start crying. Like in like, I, I could feel like enough to cry, you know, in my car. And I was going, I, and I didn't understand why. And so I didn't really, it wasn't, I could hide it, but you know, and I have like probably 70, 80 employees, different businesses. Um, well, one day I went to a Boy George concert um, and my best friend had just passed away uh, about four weeks prior and um, I went to the bathroom and I was walking to the bathroom. I could hear Boy George in the background, but really loudly, my friend who passed away, I could hear him singing in my ear. But wow. so much so to where I put my right hand up and I went to slap him five or put my hand up. I don't know to slap him five, but I reacted. And then when I saw my hand in the air, I was like, wait a minute. So I was kind of perplexed, let's say, because I knew... I felt something and heard something, nothing's there, but it made me move. And I started to kind of question what was happening then. I turned around, everyone went to the bathroom, went back to the seat. You know, everyone's kind of rocking out to the concert and I'm looking at everybody because now I'm, I'm, I'm in a panic. I'm <laughs> going, what was that? <laughs> what the fuck is going, excuse my language, what was going on? That's okay. <laughs> I, 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 was tri I was tripping. So they're all shaking back and forth. I'm like, I'm like, Jeff's here, Jeff's here. And, and, and they're like, yeah, Jeff's everywhere. Yeah. Jeff's with them. I'm like, no, no, you guys have no idea. This fool is here. He is in my head. He's here. Like, so 
long and short of it was I was obviously drove home and very perplexed. I didn't understand really. I kept questioning everything. You know, I was like in my head trying to solve a riddle that I didn't understand. Was that him? Why did I do that? I remember seeing my hands. So I kept just kind of re going through that over and over and over in my head. And then the next day I woke up, it was the, it was like, like I'm talking to you right now. My best friend, he passed away. was communicating with me. I woke up at three in the morning and I, I went in, I never meditated in my life and I started meditating. I'd wake up at three in the morning and start meditating in my shower. And he started communicating with me and I didn't even say anything at first to my wife because I was like, well, I'm not hurting anybody. But so I went to his sister who worked for me and I, I'm like, I got to talk to you. I got something big. And she's like, I was, I didn't know what to do. I was freaking out. And I was like, I didn't know if I was crazy or if I wasn't. I didn't know what was going on, but it felt great, you know? And mm-hmm. I told her, I'm like, he's communicating with me. And da, da, da. And she didn't, she was so, she's like, shut the door, tell me everything. So then we said, okay, now I'm going to go, we're going to tell my, my, my wife. We're going to tell her, right? So we go, and we go approach her. And at first she's kind of cool with it. Like, wait, what? And, you know, now she's looking at, Laura, my friend Jeff's sister, may be thinking she's crazy because she just wants to hear that Jeff's alive. So she's just saying yes for the reason to say yes, you know? And so now she's starting to go like, now you guys are starting to look a little crazy. Like you guys are both looking a little crazy. So I stopped. And and so, you know, it got to the point where she wanted me to see doctor. And I, so I was like, you know what? What if, what if I am crazy? What, what, what if I am? I don't know. So I told Laura, I said, I want to go and do a lie detector's test. I just want to see my subconscious mind of how I would answer these questions. I mean, I want to know what, if I'm crazy, if I'm not, I want to understand what, the, what, what's going on. And so I went and she, we, me and, and my, uh, my friend, Jeff, who his sister, the guy that my best friend passed away, came up with all these questions that she wrote down. Yes. And no questions. And I went and uh, I took a lie detector's test on the, all these questions that she had written down about, you know, talking to people in the afterlife, litany of questions that have to do with what we're talking about. And I passed it twice with flying colors, like, like straight wow. up. And so I truly believe that like now my, my ex was going to believe me because she was like, she didn't even want me in the house. It really had gotten bad. She, she wanted me on medication sure. So I felt that having this, that she would start to, I started always trying to make my case, trying to like get her to believe what was happening because it started to like kind of almost take over my life because I could tell I was changing the way I, I viewed people, the way I looked at myself, the way I looked at the world. And I was going through an awakening and I didn't even realize what was happening at the time um, because everybody was telling me that I was mentally ill or I had brain damage or I was crazy. But yet. That's because they don't understand it. Um, when you do mediumship, I do mediumship myself. I can speak to my grandfather and other people that come to me for that. I always find that when people don't understand it, they're so quick to put labels on it. You're crazy. You're this, you're that. No, uh, you're awoke. You're able to have right. this kind of dialogue with your friend, you know, he, he's your, but, he's your catalyst. He's giving you that. Right. That's a yeah, And the thing is, is to think about that as awoke, right? You just hit the, 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 the on the head is, is to go through an experience that's supposed to be really the most amazing thing that can happen to a human being. Right. Absolutely. To, to be awake Absolutely. and to feel more connected to, to humans and to the planet, right? That's, that's the goal is to find our union with God. 100%. 100%. And why is it that it, my grandfather. Yeah. Right. But why is it that if that happens that you end up at a, fucking, at a mental institution and they say that you're crazy or they say that you're schizophrenic or you're bipolar? And if you don't take the medication, then you're going against doctor's orders 
Then you can become yep. a 5150 turns into a 5250. Then you're ward of the state and you're in their system. Yep. And in the 50s, they did that to, to, to gay people. They would say they were crazy. And then once you're crazy, it's hard to get a second opinion on crazy. You're crazy. Yeah, how do you walk away from that, right? You get labeled. You don't. It's, it's always in your file. So they can labeled. use it against you. Exactly. You're stripped of your rights as a human being. And so that's what happened to me. Be- yeah. yeah. You basically dealt with a lot of blowback just from trying to be open about what I would consider as your gift. You're awakening up your, your best friend. Was he was he a spiritual person too? Did he did he connect you spiritually? Is that one of his goals coming to you? No, he it was Have no that that trippy thing. No, he wasn't like we surfed and stuff together. He was actually okay. like used to do a lot of illegal stuff for me and and but his mom was very spiritual. You know what I mean? Like so it was around yeah. him and it was, he was exposed to it, but he, he never spoke about it with me as my mom was very religious. And I was exposed to all these these things as is is a youth. Like my mom even got married at self realization. But I didn't, you know, I, I it didn't really to me. I didn't pay attention. I didn't really care about that stuff. I was thinking about how I could buy new shoes and how to survive. You know. Sure. Sure. I, I well, it's I always interesting when they has he continued to come through to you regularly, or has it been kind of a once in a while kind of thing? No, like when I tell you, <laughs> no. So from that point, it went from. I had my best friend. So that was okay. So things were okay, right? A little bit. It wasn't too bad. But soon as a, a fellow by the name Yogi Budgen started communicating with me, and I told my, she's now my ex-wife. Um, okay. Yogi Budgen brought Kundalini Yoga to North America. I don't know if you know who he is, um, but he's a pretty famous yogi that has passed away years ago. Well, he started communicating with me, and I did the same thing I did as when Jeff started talking to me. I expressed what was going on in my experience. And it was palatable with my best friend, Jeff, right? But now I was saying that this, you know, Indian man with the turban was talking to me. And now they were like, I lost them. Like, they went right, they went left. They're like, hold, hold, on. <laughs> stop the press. Yeah. Just, it was cute for a second. And now I just took a turn. So, and it, yeah, so, but it, it, it progressively, you know, look at between that time and now, yeah, I have. And ascended masters who communicate with me from Paramahansa Yogananda, Trumpa Rinpoche, you know, Yogi Bhajan, Chartreux Rinpoche. And, and I say that not like I'm special. They, they're talking to everybody. They communicate with exactly. everybody. I just seem to be listening very intently. That's very, that's very interesting. I know from my own journey, I've been doing this for 15 years and I had the spiritual thing with my grandfather happened in 04, August of 04 actually. And, it was like a path that took me forever to even acknowledge to other people that I was like picking up on their dead, deceased loved ones. And it took a long time for me. It really did. And I was going to ask you, cause I know this, this has happened the last few years. Is that about right? I know you, the information that discusses your, your awakening, it, it says that it happened in 2017 when you were in yeah. the shower. I know you just got into yeah. really good yeah. details just now, you know? Yeah, well, no, it, it was so, no, I was going to say it was so, so matter of fact, I went, it, that's why it was so hard. Because all the things in the way that my family, it happened so quickly that even from this, you know, the more that I tried to explain to them what was happening, the more crazy I looked, you know, even the point that, my, you know, like they'll say I believed in money, like money, you know, I understood money. Money is what got me the things I needed, right? So, you know, when I told, I, I wanted my ex-wife, I was like, I wanted her to believe what was happening and the experience and how profound it was. So I was like, take everything, just take the money. I want you to understand, like, like, cause that's what she thought that I cared about the most. So I said, take it. Let me show you what I did. There's something way past that. And she goes, now I know you're crazy. 
And I was like, oh, man. <laughs> like, yo, like, there's no, you know, so really, it, it was pretty much anything in the way that people, I mean, I even lost like 60 pounds. And people, my wow. eye color changed in the way that people looked at me. And I just changed. And, and, and now, you know, I created the, the, the podcast, The Space Between, and it wanted to interview other people like myself, artists, athletes, musicians, um, and and talk to them about these experiences. And, and it's really bridging pop culture and spirituality. But it also, the, the, the goal is really that what we're doing is I want it, it to where if you go into a doctor or any kind of Western medicine facility, that if you go in there and you're having an awakening, that they'll understand the symptoms of an awakening. They do like they would anything else. And I know that's a, that sounds like a wild thing, but to think that, that we still modern day can't go to a doctor and have one of these symptoms and then say you're going crazy and lose everything that you've worked for your whole life, that the most amazing thing that can be happening is a human being happening on the planet and that our system is telling us that we're crazy. That's like a crime against humanity, really. If you think about it's that, a very like how we, think about that. How are we to how are we to move forward as human beings? How are we to move forward, and as a society, if they're locking things off the way they are, to where we can't even experience the things that are God given right to experience. You're right about that. I'll say this: Have you know? I, I consider I don't know if you want to call it the New Age movement. There's a Renaissance going on with all this stuff right now, not just. In, in entertainment, but it seems like our society is looking for something bigger than where we've been going through in the last couple of years, especially. I feel like there's a, a lot of interest in this stuff. And, it, and the stuff that you're trying to do with your podcast and increase awareness of global, you know, issues, the kind of stuff you're, you're trying to do, I think so pivotal and important to help people find information that can help them connect to this stuff better. That's what I think is so critical with your your purpose in a sense. I, I, I'm not calling your purpose, but I'm just saying what you, what you're doing right now is putting together the ability of people to connect to this stuff where it's not these lofty ideas that they can't understand. You know, you're, you're, you're breaking it down and interpreting it for people and, and, right. and sharing it through a, a manner that people could hopefully get it, not spoon fed to them, but introduce it to them, give them the ideas of the spiritual stuff so that they can then look at mother earth and, and recognize and appreciate their role, our role in our, in our, you know, everything, not just living here to make a few dollars and then we die. <laughs> but um, right. one, one of the things I want to, you know, I know you're trying to do this music festival and I really want to know about that. Cause that really intrigued me that you were trying to go to spiritual sites, uh, sacred sites around the world and do the space between mu music festivals and see if you could share a little about that and what inspired you to do it and what your goals are about it. Well, when I, when, when this happened and, you know, I was married for 23 years, 20, 20, 21 years and four kids, when this happened, every, I, I, I never knew anything. I went to work and I went home. I, I didn't even have a, any other friends besides the friends I had with, with her, you know what I mean? So, and I didn't have a conscious community. I wasn't conscious dude. So when this happened, I, everybody was saying that I was crazy. You know, I couldn't, I couldn't stay in Malibu. Basically I had to go based on the point of, I couldn't get people to treat me as if I was a normal human being anymore. They, they were treating me as if I was crazy. So I took off to, uh, to India, Egypt, and I started traveling. Um, and I think really to understand what was happening, I became a Kundalini yoga teacher um, through that travel and just started to understand that I was picking up on energy and really how to balance that energy that, that my body was picking up on. And so through those travels, I would end up at these sites and, you know, 
I started seeing things that were happening at these places from, you know, the, the river, the Nile River and the, po- the pollution going into it to the, the Ganges River, the Ganga, because um, I was in India. And then I, I would start connecting with people in these different places and musicians that had these, you know, a lot of the same interest in, in, in things that we're speaking about. So uh, it, it just started, it started evolving with these, like, it was almost like a, <laughs> like this road show I went on for two years while I was going through this awakening and meeting and being introduced to all these people that are now helping me with this music festival. The first one's on November 16th, the music and art festivals, the 15th and 16th. Um, with uh, we have Snoop Dogg performing a special appearance by Akon, um, and uh, to bring awareness to bring solar power to lower income neighborhoods. But the other that's great. Uh, yeah, the other part of it is on, called, on putting that together. You know. Yeah, so it's called lighting lighting up LA. But you know, back in the day when when people were awake, they'd say awake. Well, the new term these days is lit. Someone's lit. Um, that's a kind of a, you know, a term for somebody's kind of awake. Um, so we're coming up. I think it's going to, you know, we're working on a, it's a promotional viral campaign that would tie into what we're doing as far as, you know, a campaign that would bring awareness to awakenings, um, as well as, you know, to art. We're putting a, pa- a panel of people together that, that have, you know, authors that have written books, you know, on, you know, being bipolar, going through an awakening, you know, neurosurgeons that have, have, have passed away and have come back and written books, best-selling books about it, and just talking about this on this panel um, so that we can bring attention to these, to these, to this area. Um, did I answer this question? I kind of started going for it. <laughs> I, I You're good. You're good, actually. And I, you brought up this, this um, the music and art festival is going to take place this November 15th and 16th, and that's in L.A., Lighting Up L.A.? Is that what's light up, Lighting Up yeah, L.A.? Yeah, Light calling? Up L.A., yeah, with Snoop Dogg. You can go to spacebetween.com um, for any information for ticketing. Um, also, art, a lot of artists, featured street artists, uh, also spiritual artists, you know, Amanda Sage to uh, Shepard Ferry, Monopoly, so... There's what it is basically is we're bridging right pop culture and spirituality and so when you go into an urban neighborhood you don't really see you don't see that you know you, you go to Burning Man you go you kind of go like well what where is that you know what what what's that sure. what's that bridge you know and and so I really feel like because I was like that I'm, I'm an urban kid I'm from the street and so I really wanted to have a podcast that bridges that and that if it like if this could happen to me I, I I'm I'm a I, you know, box, motocross, road, surf. I'm like an everyday type of dude, you know, but I just happen to be a really spiritual guy. And I don't think that society looks at, you know, that we're, we're taught to shun at that. Like men are supposed to not have sensitive feelings and show like that they, that they feel. And, and I didn't know my whole life, but it actually was one of the worst things I could have done for myself. And, and now I've, I've learned to love myself. And when I was able to love myself, when I went through this awakening, I was able to love everyone else even more because I was able to do it properly, you know, without masking shit or making, you know, stuff that wasn't real or blaming other people for my problems and being a victim. And a lot of those things just cleared up when I went through this awakening. 
So I do feel that really properly like nurtured for people. Like it's like a kid going through puberty. Imagine a different place we live in, what this planet would be like if we, if we, if we nurtured that and nurtured us, we're like our instruments, you know? Correct. If you could actually share unconditional love with the with the with the entire world, if that was realistic. Wow, yo, you what? Like I want to start buying. I want to start running around in circles, like you just said the magic word, right? <laughs> like, I want to start running in circles. He said it. He said it. How do we do it? How do we do it? <laughs> right? You just get so like oh, you. It's my own experiences. Yeah, I've been doing that. When you read for people, I I've been doing the psychic stuff on the side for last three years professionally, but I've done it 15 years. Anytime I connect with somebody and I pick up on their deceased loved one or pick up on information that gives them, you know, insight, guidance, whatever, I always find it's like I get shivers and I feel like it heals me too. So I know it has a larger purpose. What we're doing has such a larger purpose. This podcast episode itself has a larger purpose. Anyone who listens to it is going to know about your goals and what we're trying to do. And I think that's massive. You know, anytime you can make that little ripple in the lake, it'll go out there and enlighten more people. And that's, you know, that's, that's, that's pivotal. And that's like with everything we try to do, even, even though we have these spiritual awakenings, so I feel like I've had some myself over the years of synchronicity and stuff. I feel like we still have our human side. We still have our ego. When we're driving, when you're driving in traffic, you can still get pissed off, right? You still have those emotional aspects of yourself, but you know, there's a higher side to ourselves because of our interactions with all these spiritual aspects of things with the planet and each other. And I guess, have you noticed even after you've had your awakening, when you lose your temper sometimes, you kind of say, oh, well, that's my human self. That's not my enlightened self. Have you ever had that dynamic within yourself, or has there been anything like that that you've had to kind of reconcile yeah. now that you've had this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, obviously every day, yeah. But I also uh, look at it, them differently, though. I look at everything as a lesson. And so I feel that I have these, 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 these masters and this lessons of, I mean, I'm a yogi. And so these are lessons and how I view and the way I respond and, and, and move through the world. So I think that I've learned to, you know, not, I haven't learned completely, but to let go of as much attachment as I used to, you know, knowing that I'm not in control, those little things make it easier to, 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 to live all that. It's almost like creates stress on your own self, you know? Just know that God put us here. God will take care of it. So it's hard to actually know that because we live in such fear in the way our society views things. And, and that's ultimately why things are disconnected spiritually in the way humans are living. You can't live on this planet spiritually in the way humans are there. They're, it's called spiritual depression. That's what's going on with people. That's why you have mass suicide. That's why you have all these things happening. That the, when you come to it, we're all spiritual beings. So really, Absolutely. it's really to me is looking at it and saying, let's get Western medicine to understand this so that we could start and really dilute as much um, medicine and medications that we're giving to our youth and to, to people so that we can actually heal them instead of just like putting a Band-Aid on it with some fucking like, you know, like medicine. Throwing pills Chem- at them. And I was going to ask you, yeah. like Big Pharma, right? The impact of Big Pharma in our society and trying to lower oh, they're their gonna influence freak. so that we can do all if, of yeah. if I If I round up a bunch, like we, me and you, and we start talking and we put this thing, we start going, we're going to send it. It will happen. People, they're going to, this is, this Absolutely. is, this is going to happen. You could feel it. You'll be like, yeah, you know what? Let's pass this around. I just, I just, I look at a, a hummingbird just flew right in front of me. Right as I said that. That's a sign right there. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, you know, it's, it's, that, it's like the whole yeah. big pharma thing, trying to take that on, trying to change 
our laws to reflect the, the, the changes our society have to adopt, getting our lawmakers to understand these concepts, you know? Those are all things that are, are pivotal to changing the way this, the trend of the world is right now. And I think that's really what the music and art festival is, is to bring attention, awareness, raise money um, for this, to, to create um, uh, money to have trials done so that they can make this a real, you know, make this a reality. I was going to just ask you about the festival idea that you're doing now, and you're going to do the one in November locally, uh, locally for you in LA, I should say, California. The one that you're trying to do over in Egypt, can you tell us a little about that for next year? Because I didn't get a chance to really ask you about that. Yeah, so that happened when I was going, well, it actually started, I went to, the, to go see the King Tut Museum here, right? And when I was on this path, next thing you know, of course, that led me to Egypt, all these different things. And then I ended up in Hatshepsut Temple and started talking to people and about raising money and awareness uh, and educate people on the pollution and the things that are going on to the Nile. Because if you keep looking at what's happening the next seven years, it'll be over, fees over 450 million people. So I, I just ended up, like I would end up the weirdest places with water scientists. I got invited to a water conference with these water scientists in Bulgaria. But on these travels, I would meet these random people like this. And that, I, I couldn't even explain to you because I was in a different line of work. I didn't, I just fell in, I was just like on, a, like on my own merry way. And then these things evolved and I started writing the idea for the space between as these things were happening when I was in India. And I never really knew. I started creating candle companies, tea companies, uh, water company, you know, all the water based on intention off of uh, Dr. Emoto's uh, findings. Um, so I was creating all these other businesses while I was doing this. And I didn't realize that was what I was actually doing. So I'd, I'd released all my old businesses to my, old, to my, to my, um, to my family, to my, my ex-wife. So they, but so they were like, they really, they really believed I was out of my mind. They're like, cause I, you know, it, but I believe what I believe. I was like, you know, it's hard to change when you really believe something. So I built things and done things like that before with my life. And, and I did it, I thought with knowing way less. So having this new, you know, found understanding, I, I just said, I feel I could do it again and do it the right way and, and help a lot of people while I'm doing it. How, do no, you consider your own enlightenment uh, giving you certain abilities that you utilize on a daily basis to work with others in terms of on a one-on-one -on -one setting? Or is it for, I feel like everyone has a purpose and you might have I, ch chosen to do this, to pick these big events and help with awareness and make it a life mission. You know, I, I was just going to ask you, like, have you seen that personally, like interacting wise? Yeah, the whole the whole thing is because of the way I used to move through the world is I'd have a business plan and, you know, you look at a business plan and numbers and everything's based on money you're going to make, right? So sure. now I I'm, I work completely off of spirit. So I every the way I navigate through the world is not by the way the information or my insecurities because I think someone's thinking something, I have to manipulate some, but none of that. I work strictly off of spirit which doesn't have a time, doesn't have watches. So it's a little differently. So I had to get people around me that were grounded, but uh, that were understanding how I was getting information, which took a while because you can't rush it. It's not something you can rush. And if people don't understand how you're picking that information up, they get impatient because they want to understand oh, it yeah. or they want to change it. They want to, you know, they want to like, well, I, well, I'm getting the same information you were. I'm like, you know, so, so you have to kind of really, because, you know, you have people that, 
that's where you have to really have the people around you that are on that same vibration. Because the other thing, it's not just about you. Like the most amazing thing is coming out of the other person's mouth right now. You missed it. Okay. You know what I mean? Like everybody partakes yeah. and it's just really paying attention to when those, those things are being dropped, you know, and you'll be amazed because once you start vibrating around the people that are in your same vibration, it's about all of you and what you bring and, and where you guys have been in. You, we've all done this together before. It's just been in different Half times. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yes. I believe heavily yeah. in that. The synchronicity of all that. The synchro- I believe heavily in this. Like you're describing synchronicity to me when you describe being with certain people and things come together and you can't really explain that connection, but it's there. I always believe heavily that the universe puts us in a certain path and other people join us along because of the whole synchronistic aspect of what we're all trying to do together. Kind of like the light worker or the person who's very spiritually acknowledged to know that our society should be, we should be, you know, taking a more active role in protecting the earth, protecting our resources. We have children that are being born every day. What are we doing for them right now? Those kind of things, right. you know? And I, I think yeah. that has a lot to do with everything in terms of importance and whatnot. But um, let me ask you this for you what? and with insight sure. to what you do, you're an attorney, right? Correct. And yeah. does it, do you feel that, that with what you know and how you, this is obviously, it is a leg up. If you really understand and navigate, you figured how to work your instrument. So do you feel that it helps you with the way you navigate as, with being an attorney? Uh, it's two different hats. So when I'm in my lawyer hat, because we have so many ethics rules and stuff, I'm in five states, mm. so I always want to make sure I stay within the ethics <laughs> I, 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 keep, I, keep I keep the psychic hat separate, but I will say this. Last year, um, I had, I had kidney cancer. I overcame stage one. It was easy. I got through it. Thank God with surgery and support. But what I'll say is this, all my friends found out about my, through my podcast, I, I've become more public about being a, a psychic as well as a medium, all that. So now people in my legal field have come to me privately, have asked me for readings, have asked me for guidance about healing crystals and all these different things that I've gotten involved with. My spiritual awakening happened in different segments. You had a grand one. I had, when my grandfather died the night he passed, orbs of light came to me and enlightened me and gave me the mediumship ability I have. And then I went to Sedona, Arizona three years ago, and that woke me up to crystal energy, crystal healing, and all those kind of things. So I've had my own waking up process as well, but it's been a much more slower, gradual one because I didn't ever want them to overlap between being a lawyer and being a psychic. But I feel like now, the time where all that is happening is it's happening parallel, and I, 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 I keep it within whatever orbit it is. In other words, people, I've had clients know about me being psychic, and it's, it's just something that I keep separate on two separate hats. You know, I just switch the hat when I'm ready to go into the respective role, so to speak. I will also tell you this. I find from experience about being around, ever since I started becoming more public about being spiritual, um, I've had a lot of people come into my life who are very spiritual as well, either looking for their own information of, of what this is all about, or just it's just like birds of the feather flock together in certain ways, you know? And... Um, Every time I do anything spiritual, I feel like I get uplifted from it. Even our conversation right now is uplifting. And it, it, it's a healing attribute of things, you know, from personal experiences that I find. That's why I enjoy it so much. Yeah, I never really cared enough about it. I, I you know, I, I so much, I think about other people more than myself now. Like, I just, I just, such a different way of thinking. I'm not saying I was a horrible person, what? but it just opened my eyes to just everything so much differently. It's interesting how you change your focus from not being so focused on the here and now, the material, what you can accumulate and whatever, even without even knowing it, because our society is geared the way it is, to all of a sudden now looking at the bigger purpose. Like for me, it's all about time spent on this planet because time doesn't exist on the other side. It exists here. But our time with our family, our friends, our relationships, those are the important things that I 
try to focus more on on my daily basis. Yes, I make a living to survive, but I find that the ability of us to connect with each other, further these kind of goals, and also appreciate and, and show as much respect for each other as we can. Those are things within our private footing that we can improve with. And, and globally, I feel like if we did more to help each other, obviously, not without sounding like so, you know, rhetorical out there, but I feel like there's so much we can do more as a society working with each other than against each other and, and categorizing ourselves and all these other things, you know? And I, so I think your podcast is so important for all that because you're taking culture, spirituality, and in, you're, 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 you're marrying those together and you're getting the people in those respective fields to come on and talk about it. And I think that's such an important platform for people. Um, I say, yeah, thank did you. Did you have, oh, no, no, absolutely. I was going to say to you, like from, from my podcast, I literally just started it and then it just kind of took a, a shape of its own. And it, did you have that with your own thing or did you kind of put a lot of yeah, you know, from I, into it and then launch it? Yeah, because you know it is like, you know, you start a certain way, you have a certain way with the way you think and the, the evolution of of it is is wild. You know, like, you know, like, because you, you have a, what you think and how, how it's going to turn out and it Absolutely. just changes. There wasn't this. It wasn't this at all. Like when we started, you know, and, and, and also waiting for the information and what I thought, because what happens is, is that I'll start coming up with what I think it should be, but it's not ready yet. So I had to kind of slow things up and let it kind of manifest by, on its own without me pushing my thoughts and my ideas into like, it's, it's really gearing it properly so that your flow, it's like being in the flow best way of saying, you know what I mean? Like you're in the flow Absolutely. without moving ahead of it, moving behind it, just staying with it and letting it all manifest the right way. That makes a lot of sense. What's been your greatest obstacle to starting the podcast and, and pursuing this stuff publicly? I guess it would just be money and meaning the people and money and um, insecurities. I don't know. It's hard. Yeah. You know, you see you're doing like I'm doing this, for, uh, I'm not doing this for money. I'm not making any money. I'm using all my money to do it. And, That's you know, phenomenal. you'll have people that, <laughs> yeah. yeah, you know the deal. And yeah. you'll have other people that say they're into it. And then, you know, they just, it's just, people say they're into it. You think they're there for the same reason. And then it just changes. And it's okay because everyone's in a different place. But, th you know, it's that, that point of it is the reasoning behind things, why people really do the things they do. And if they're being sincere. With the fundraising aspect of it, I was going to just ask you, did you, are you basically going to private people in your field? Or are you, how are you raising your money for these different things since you're self-funding yourself? I would just do like a, like a concert and, you know, hire uh, someone like Snoop to come in and then charge tickets and donate all the money. Okay. Okay. That's perfect. If anyone in our audience wanted to donate to this stuff, is there a path for them that they can do that? Yeah. If you go to space, spacebetween.com you can donate purchase tickets and get any information off the website and it will all be live next week after the holidays can you tell me a little about your involvement with the global water crisis beyond what you already talked about how you got involved with four ocean or sea shepherd or any nonprofits you're working with well when i first started doing this that's how the all the water stuff started happening and wow. yeah, and so they started saying, "Hey, can you help with the music uh, events together? Can you, did, you know?" It, it just it was an evolving 
it was it just, it, it kept evolving. And one of the guys that I became friends with is like an ambassador to the ocean. His name is Samuel J. He's a musician and works with all these other nonprofits. I actually just interviewed him on our podcast. Um, and the reasons for the ocean is uh, the one thing was I was from the streets, but at a young age, my mom would send me to the beach and it kept me out of trouble. And I was surfing my whole life. And so my love for the ocean, um, was obviously the one, number one thing I went back to. So I started working with, uh, with Sam and putting music and producing music in these events, uh, who had a relationship with Sea Shepherd, um, and a couple of these other nonprofits. And that's how that kind of came about, but it keeps moving and evolving. So that's why now there's these initiatives I'm working with Disclosure Festival, who has several different initiatives for homeless, um, you know, planting new trees, uh, you, all, all the information you can get off our website. That's what I was going to, that's the other thing I was going to ask you about is the uh, holistic, healthy products for low-income families. Is, what exactly, what type of products are you creating there? Or what is, what's that involved? One of the main things that even now, even like deodorant and things like everyday, you know, products that you use. From my standpoint, my point of view, it's like to go, you, 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 if you live in a lower income neighborhood, you don't even you wouldn't even know what what to use or where to go. Whole Foods really is what they have, and you there's no Whole Foods in those neighborhoods. So it was ultimately talking like it's like what Acon's doing is coming up with other ways to come up with products and make it more available to them. You know, there's even the thing for water that you, yeah. you don't have to charge money for water. You can put there's so many things. That it just the list can go on and on. If I say I go all day. You know, it's, it's, we're not taking care of our fellow human. Like God put every, he knew what to do. He didn't like put us here without food and water, you know? Yeah. Some, th- sure. what we're supposed to do if there's other people in situations that are different than ours is to help, to reach out, you know, and that's what we're supposed Definitely. to do. But ultimately it's there. It's all, it's all here. It wasn't like God created all these people and then goes, okay, and then I'm going to have all this medication to give them once they're all sick. <laughs> Yeah, he. <laughs> no. And by the right. way, there's these bite, you know, these side effects. Yeah, they're, 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 they're all gonna be fucking depressed. Oh, they're all gonna be depressed. They're all gonna, like, yeah, he he really like really thought hard on that one. Like, come on. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, uh, you know. I mean, it's like the opioid crisis right now, and how these big pharma companies are finally starting to pay large sums of money. It's only the start of it, but that's something that's oh, been going on the gonna... last week or so. You know, it's like it's tobacco wild, 30 you know? years ago. Yeah, yeah, for sure. For sure. And, you know, and I, 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 I did that too. Okay. I did that too. I, I, I self-medicated myself. I think there's a lot of people that go through awakenings and they're going through this that, that self-medicate. I think that addiction is a huge because when you start feeling these thoughts or racing thoughts, maybe images in your head, it made me feel like, like panic attacks, you'll drink to, to – pacify it or you know take medication or do certain things so i do feel that 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 substance abuse also ties in plays into this um big time i know i did it i did it my you know my whole life i would try to yeah. silence the the thoughts you know you you don't know what it's like to be in my head i, I was a very active creative guy so I, what i needed yeah. was meditation meditation like that's what i needed i needed to slow everything up enough to understand and and like what was incoming, what was mine. And, you know, like meditation was like taking the garbage out, you know, really, you know, all that. What, um, you know. For, for, you, for your experience as to meditation, 
What have you found that's, and I know members of my audience will probably love to hear this. What have you found that's helped you achieve higher states of meditation and relaxation over the last several years as you've engulfed and, you know, and got involved in meditation regularly? For me, I would tell you water. I, I feel that water is a conductor. And when I started doing meditations, it was in my shower. So a lot of the times I wake up at three in the morning, I'll sit in the bath of water and, if you know, as far as like some things that I've used that I think helps me to achieve a very calm state, it's the sound and the feeling of water. That's, I mean, think about it. it's one of the basic elements on the planet. We're made up of eighty percent of it, so it makes sense. <laughs> yeah, you know, I haven't you heard know. that one before, but I think that's a useful actual thing that if you can, you know, immerse yourself in a body of water, be it a pool, a, uh, you know, a tub, whatever it is, even if you go out to the ocean, you might be able to pick right. up the basic energy off loving energy of the earth through that i i went to a park today because we're in florida we're, we're under we've been under this hurricane warning threat thing but i'm on the west coast so finally it's a nice day i went out to a park today and enjoyed a little of that just you know to ground me because the anxiety in in florida the whole state and the whole east coast with the media you know they, they make us sound like we're going to die tomorrow and I, i'm not trying to say that hurricanes aren't serious but you know they shouldn't be alerting everybody in the world when they don't know the path of it yet kind of thing. But anyway, nature has helped reset me and, and relax me. So I can see meditation for me. Nature is always a meditative force for me. I'll go out into a field or a park or somewhere where there's, you know, we have a lot of nice um, springs here in Florida. Those kind of things are always nice to do. Um, yeah. Have you learned? Go ahead. What are you going to say, if, if anything? Sorry. Yeah, no, I was agreeing with you. Yeah. What's your view on death after this whole experience? How do you view death? It's interesting you say that. Well, my mom just passed away a couple of weeks ago. And oh, my condolences. Oh, thank you. It was different. I didn't, you know, when this all this happened, I never, you know, the person that gave me life, I, I she passed away all of a sudden. Um, like, from, you know, the week before, we were watching UFC fight together, and she passed away, yeah. like, sudden, right in front of me, too. She died right in front of me. Um, wow. Yeah, no matter like 20 minutes. It was like wild. But I I was in a state of shock because of what I'd seen. And I didn't even put it together. And then all of a sudden, my mom started communicating with her sense of humor over the next couple of days. And then I was able to see that she was now fully talking to me. And then, then everything changed. And even the way I... I just had, besides, besides my best friend Jeff dying, I hadn't had anyone else die or gone through a situation like that. So I never really stopped to really think about it. You know, like even asked the question, like when my mom first died, I said, what's it like? I, I just never yeah. even asked that question because I just never thought about it. But I guess because my mom and being comfortable, I wanted to know all the questions you might not ever ask because you'd never really think about it. You know? Um Absolutely. But also just understanding that we're passing through and that to know, like she kept telling me, you know, like she said to me, because I was asking her if she was afraid at first and when the transition and she said, no, she's like, I talk to you more now than I did when I was there. And she said, yeah. and, this, the, <laughs> and she said, and the gaining weight thing was a bitch. <laughs> and I was like. She said, and, and she just had the same personality, like completely. And, and it eased me through. I think if I knew that I'd never see my mom again, the way I, what I saw, I, I would have drove my truck off a cliff. 
But I truly know that that's another thing. It's important that we understand that, that they, people don't leave. I think that we treat each other with different respect, knowing that. We think there's nothing after this, just completely. My mom just, she passed, she's, she's, I, I know she's firmly with me. She's all the time. And, and all, of, all of our relatives and our whole lineage is with us. And, and, and we should take pride and respect in that. And, and, and I think once, I think we do, and we take that pride and respect in ourselves, we start treating other people better, you know? Absolutely. And we, and we have the value of understanding the big picture. Like what I get from people come from the other side over the years, it's like falling asleep on the couch or watching TV, the actual process of death. And when you're on the other side, you have a greeter that comes and greets you and, and orientates you. And you're all just, you're discombobulated because you don't even realize you just died. But it's like me telling you right now while we're doing this, if I said, did you realize you're breathing right now? You wouldn't be paying attention to breathing until I bring it up to you. So why would death be any different than anything else that's natural, right? That's how I, right. that's how I rationalize it from the, from the people on the other side. And they told me time doesn't exist there. And they said that they watch us. We're like their reality show to them. So they're with us all the time. And they want us to be happy and celebrate them and not grieve them. They want us to be like celebrating our time with them, our memory with them and everything else. And that our physical bodies are like an, an old beat up car as it gets older. We just trade it in for a spiritual, you know, up, upgrade. <laughs> but um, right. that's how I look at all that. I was just curious what your, what your personal views were about it. The way you explained it just yeah. now is right. It's like really that's, that was like dead on. Uh, I, I think it's the same information. You just get it from your mom or from your best friend or from even just yourself with your, your own intuition you can pick up to see. Logically looking at it, if everything is a certain way, then why would breathing or bodily functions or sleeping or anything be different than when you pass over when that's probably the most uh, – I mean, every, everybody's going to do it. Every single thing on this planet does it. So why would it be something that would be that complex or difficult to grasp, you know? And, that, and that's what I find is, 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 at least for me, I enjoy telling people that from my experience, my own spirituality has given me that insight, you know, whether or not people believe me, you get your resistance from people all the time. I just tell them to respect it. You know, you can respect my difference of opinion with you. Have you actually had experience with like our place on this planet, where we are right now compared to like the awakening that's going on with the Area 51 thing and aliens and everything else? Have you um, had any kind of viewpoints towards that stuff? With aliens? Yeah, either aliens or the fact that we're not alone. I know that there's a lot of, you know, revelation going on with if you watch Agent Aliens on History Channel or those kind of shows or just in general. There seems like there's been a, a climate for that right now where the government's trying to leak some stuff. And I don't know if you had any viewpoints on that stuff at all from your own spiritual perspective, from your own awakening that you've had. My personal opinion is this is that if we think we're the only ones, it's like, look at the spiritual world, like, right? That realm. And <laughs> what, what, what really is it? What are, is an angel an alien? What is the difference? Yeah, you're right. You're right. They both come from above, but, you know, what is, it, like, what is it? Is, is, is really what's going on? Are, are our souls or aliens that come and inhabit these bodies on earth to make sure that this planet stays in shape and they send down these light beings like you, like I, to help make sure that we navigate to make sure it's still here for the people that would come through because it's so important to our whole, our whole solar system, this, this planet. And so they send us in to do these jobs, a panel of light. Wow. That's what I call the whole light worker thing with people. I mean, all these terms have been coined so many times over, but I just think it's really interesting that we are where we're at at this stage of our lives and doing everything we're doing right now with a larger focus. I know you're doing a lot of consciousness basis based stuff, things that are larger than, 
the here and now. And I wanted to ask you, how does that work for you as a company compared to the other companies that you, you, you started in the past, your production companies and everything else, now that you have this spiritually based, focused aspect of yourself in, in the business world? Um, honestly, it doesn't feel like... It doesn't feel like work. Like, I don't, I'm having fun. Like, so ultimately yeah. before I was always doing something for money. So it was like, Oh yeah, it is. Yeah. And then you're happy if you get what you want. It's like, I don't have that feeling anymore. I feel good doing what I'm doing. So like when people are like, you're doing the work, I'm like, well, like, what, what's all that work? What do you mean? I'm no, it's, I'm good. I feel good. You know what I mean? Like, obviously I need to live and make, but I, this doesn't feel like work to me. It just feels like, you know, like I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing. And you're on the right path, and you feel that's how I feel when I do this stuff too. I always feel like it's something right. I enjoy so much, it doesn't feel like I'm actually doing it for a job. <laughs> well, look, so. you, you went from being it's a kind of a polar opposite, really, an attorney, and then, yeah. and then he's a medium. I'm like, wait a minute, how do you yeah. balance that? But <laughs> ultimately, that's 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 living in a polarity planet, that's the yin and yang. You, you're yeah. the perfect example of a yin and yang, and how important it is on this planet for somebody to be able to live like that, but go, but check this out. This is also happening here. I'm not trying to change your system. I'm, not trying to, I'm, I'm part of the system. I'm an attorney. Yo, what's up? Yeah, exactly. But exactly. this is on the other hand, this is what's happening. And if I didn't let you know, I wouldn't be being a good human. So check this out. This is why I created this podcast. This is just express this information and, and pass it along. And so that's important. Exactly. You know, absolutely. Absolutely. Tell me, tell me a little about your podcast itself. I want to make sure before we wrap up the interview that you tell me a little about your co-host and just what would, what would you want our audience to know about your podcast that they, so that they can tune into it and learn more about it? Well, one of the things was is that when, when I went through this, uh, my, my ex-wife, was she was sure I was crazy and I was doing crazy things. And, you know, everyone I, where I lived in Malibu, they, you know, because of the way they – were used to seeing me. I wasn't doing and saying the same things I was saying. Um, so my ex-wife said I could never come home again unless I took medication. And obviously I didn't. So I never went back home. I got done building our, our dream house. And a week later I left. Right. Aww. Now that to me was like, right when I felt I had it all together, I was like, I had everything kind of like, wow, I, I thought I'd figured it all out, you know? And and then to make that adjustment, and even now with my family and how we how we uh, how we're getting along, it's just kind of the new normal. Now you know my son, we're all starting to kind of reconnect. But that's um, great. That's great. We weren't. They didn't. You know, they didn't see. They. It was hard because I had to make a decision to do something and go a certain path. They they thought I made a decision to to choose something over them when I really was just having my union with God. It was like, I was having my, my 48 year old puberty. Like, you know what I mean? I was going through puberty, soul puberty, <laughs> whatever you want to call it. Like I, I was going through it and they didn't know how to treat me. And, and so my, my ex-wife was the first person I wanted to interview. I, I wanted her to say, what did it look like? What was I doing? So that when there's other people that hear this, you're listening to people that were married for 22 years that are now raising our four kids together that she was convinced I was crazy. I was in four or five mental institutions. You know, I was in, I had oh. several psychiatrists. I was in UCLA medical ward when Kanye West was there. I mean, it, you know, wow. like I had a lot of money. So I was able, they were trying, they didn't know what to do with me because I was able to get out of every situation I was in because I wasn't crazy. But I also was getting more and more angry about how I was being treated. And so that's what yes. led to this. Yes. So, but 
switching the anger, not anger, with love, meaning it wasn't, I'm not doing it because I'm angry. I'm doing it because it's necessary for people t- to live. Like if, if, remember you said something about, and I started running in circles about everyone loving and living in a <laughs> place where, <laughs> you know, love. Yes. right? Yes. Like, like, look it. So imagine that, that, that we can all have that and share that if we could just nurture ourselves and that, that it's not like going to somebody else that has the, all the answers. It's within us. So everybody's looking for their guru, their yogi, you know, somebody to tell them what to do when they don't, that God, it's all within the us, within us, with all in us, all the answers, all the happiness. It's not someone else to give you. It's yourself. You can do it yourself. And so it's really to take control of, of that and understand. And it's like, you know, to, to tap into, to your full potential. Like, ultimately, what do you do every day? People put post-its. I'm going to do this. I'm going to be that. I'm going to be that. I'm the greatest. I'm the baddest. Like, okay. <laughs> That's cool. Right? Yeah. So everyone so right. their full potential. Well, like, with all this stuff, well, let's just meditate. Let's find a full potential. Let's reach inside. And, and then once we start to tap in and figure out God gave us this instrument, not just to shove food in and, you know, try to look as good as we can because it makes us feel better when we're actually really falling apart. Ultimately, it's, exactly. it's, it's a facade. It's reaching in and feeling so secure with who you are and then finding that union with God so that you could open up. Your heart opens up. You still, you feel alive. You know, I start feeling like, this is like yeah. You know, everything you just went through, I feel very strongly you suffer to the things you suffered from to prevent other people from having to deal with that in the future as one of your passions to help with alerting our society about, I had a best friend that just went through her own spiritual awakening now. And she's like lit as you call it. And she went through mm. her own depression a couple of weeks ago. How timely that is that I, I saw her firsthand deal with that. And now she's reading people left and right. And I feel like once we activate those extra senses or whatever it is we've got, I feel like it, it creates an overload at first until you learn how to manage it. Once you learn how to manage it, then it becomes like anything else. So when you're enhanced, like, you're not enhanced, but when you have the extra ability to do certain things, it's, it's, it's really interesting to, to see. And I really do feel very strongly you're going to be educating a lot of people and bringing awareness, not only to, you know, our, our, our global water crisis or the, the, the state of the oceans, but about spirituality in, in a much bigger context. And that's, that's like you're a messenger, basically not to simplify what you're doing, but I feel like that's one of those reasons why you're doing everything you're doing right now. And I think that's, that's something you should definitely, you know, with the passion you got with it, you can, the sky's the limit of what you can accomplish with this stuff. So it, yeah, it's and definitely it's, needed. It's all of us too. It's like talking to you, like, oh, I'm going to contact you again. And of course I'm, we're going to, we're going to list each other in this because I look at it like Absolutely. Death Star, right? You remember in Luke Skywalker going down, you got to get Death Star. You got to go down the pipe. We yeah. got to get Death Star. Death Star is just, just a second opinion, a second opinion on awakenings so that we can, can really feel this and embrace this. So that, that they, as, as, as a society, as, a, as earthlings, as earthlings, that should be yeah. our God-given Global right citizens. to go through that. Global citizens, right? <laughs> Gives us an opportunity, for sure. For sure. Right. I, yeah, uh, so, good. yeah. No, it's tying in with all those people. Everybody at the same time going, look at all the, it, we're, we're singing the same song. Yeah, exactly. And just bring everybody so in the right chorus. Yeah, so if we bring everyone at the same time to say, take a look, take a look, take a, they'll have to. It's like the love movement back then. It's, it's now, they will be like, wow, 
we have to, we're going to have to address this. Then when they start on, you start peeling it back, you start saying, wow, go look at the numbers for how many people that they prescribe bipolar medication to. Go look at that number. Sure. Cause all of a sudden it changes. It, the yeah. whole Western medicine starts to eat, like, I'm telling you, it's, it's, if you dig into this and you think about this for a minute, it's not like we're just pulling the lid off. Like we're like, this is really a big deal. Absolutely. The whole, there's a you whole know? aspect of, a, of the economy built on it. The whole part of our society is built on it. Anytime you put the, the ads on for TV shows, you see all these pharma commercials and then you hear about all the side effects. And it's like, who would want to take that? <laughs> now do you see what I'm saying? So this is why we yeah. all have to shake the tree at the same time. Because if I do this by myself too quickly, they're going to come and fucking try to light my house on fire. So exactly. We can't have that we're, now. We're unified in numbers. We're unified in numbers. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> For sure, for sure. And we're like brother. We just gotta be singing you. the same song. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. I uh, I want to ask you um, in terms of I, I know that uh, we can find your podcast on thespacebetween.com. What I want to ask you is, what's the future for what you're trying to do with this stuff? I know we got the music festivals that you're starting, and I know you've got the podcast. What's your future goals? The next step of where you you see the, this bigger thing going? Um, ultimately. Setting up insurance yeah. companies that 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 take that accept insurance for natural paths um, for wellness, okay. um, um, sound healing, yoga, things like that. Working with my son to 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 come up with stuff like that. Um, so it's it's all just really looking at something and from a just I'm just like a regular guy with a conscious point of view now. So it's now taking my business acumen looking at the way things are and just going, okay, if you're going to take a second opinion on this and also the companies that do that have insurance for those things and make it available to, to people so that they can, instead of putting this medication in them, they'd have a second, just a second opinion. We're not saying don't change anything. We're just saying we just want to have a second opinion and then resources to go to, to use these things because those things are always cash. And a lot of people in lower income neighborhoods can afford natural paths because natural paths will have to live off of cash because they're not accepted by insurance. Correct. So well, that's, that's also, that's, that's a huge thing. So I want to be able to talk and I, I'm working with these other doctors and psychiatrists and people in that field that would help get something like that. Um, and I've been in, you know what I mean? I've, I've been in, in, in that field and, and understand it enough to where I think I could um, help with it. So there's things like that. Um, there's things like uh, Scott. I can keep. I go. I, I won't stop. But 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 the number one thing is 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 really you know I partnered up with Acon, Acon Lighting America, Acon Lighting Africa to bring um, solar power into lower income neighborhoods. So we'll be doing m more benefit concerts. Um, I'm pretty sure here in different states. Um, the first yeah. will be a November 16th uh, art show with Snoop Dogg and Acon. Um, and then the following ones we'll, we'll have on the website and say when, when and where they'll be. Well, that's great. That's great. I will say that with the gifts that you have in many ways, not just the spiritual gifts, the com combination of what you can do and, and the amount of time you're left on this planet, you can do a lot. And I look forward to hearing and seeing and witnessing it. I think that Thanks you're going to do so much positive. Uh, I really yeah. do. And um, I'm excited to do anything I can to promote you to our audience and, and the people that we work with. So thank and you for, for making this your mission. 
Yeah, thank you. Yeah, thank vice you. versa. Thank you for making sure. a mission and a purpose for yourself. Absolutely. Thank you, bro. Absolutely. And I, I'm thank you for uh-huh. letting me. I know I was supposed to meet with you before. I just had a little bit of a. Oh, no worries. Yeah, and I appreciate it. Thank no you for your patience and thank you for like, <laughs> thank you very much for everything. Pleasure is all mine, sir. Thank you. <laughs> all right, man. Take it easy. Have a great day. Take care. All right, right. bye. Thank, thank you. I just want to thank Mr. Natolo for coming on. Um, it's great when you can see people who are taking their resources of themselves and their talents and their inner abilities and being brave enough to share something they're passionate about, like having a spiritual awakening and having that transform everything about yourself and being brave enough to just not even just, you know, just live with that, but to then make it a life mission and a life purpose. And that's why I think this interview to me tonight really imparted on me is that, you know, there's a lot of people out there who go through these kind of experiences and a lot of them are by themselves and may not understand it. And any type of spiritual experience you might have, it's for the better. Uh, look what Mr. Atola is doing. He's, he's got this music festival. He started this podcast. He's trying to create this message for the masses. And I really do respect everything he's doing right now. And I, I challenge our audience to check out the space between podcasts to look at everything that's going on here. Uh, you can listen to the space between podcasts at Stitcher, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play. The website, once again, is spacebetween.com. And there's also a Space Between Now Facebook page, as well as Space Between Now Instagram. Twitter is Space Between Now. And there's also a YouTube channel. So be on the lookout for this stuff. And once again, there's a festival coming up in November, the Light Up, Lighting Up LA Festival featuring Snoop Dogg and Akon. Uh, thank you for tuning into this episode. And with great pleasure, uh, we will be having more episodes, of course, starting next week. If anyone has any questions and they'd like to reach out, uh, the email is info at the letter D, socialpsychicradio.com. Thank you so much. Check out our, our social media as well and Facebook page. And our YouTube channel will be launching very shortly as well, relaunch, I should say. Thank you for, for tuning in. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Social Psychic Radio Show. Don't forget to join us for another episode next time. If you enjoyed the show, we'd love for you to subscribe, rate, and give us a review on iTunes. You can also check us out on Facebook, and don't forget to visit the Social Psychic YouTube channel. Until next time, it's a big world out there. Keep an open mind, embrace your paradigms, and know that the universe is always yours to explore. With the Baker's Plus Card, it's easy to get lower than low prices. For the win! Earn fuel points on every purchase and save up to a dollar a gallon at the pump. The Baker's Plus Card. All you do is win. Big, big savings. Sign up now at bakersplus.com and start saving. Baker's. Fresh for everyone. Savings may vary by state. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your favorites with the buy five or more, save a dollar each sale. Simply buy five or more participating items and save a dollar each with your card. Baker's. Fresh for everyone. Hey, it's Tim from 50 Years of Music with 50-Year-Old White Guys, the comedy podcast you had no idea you needed. Join Ben, Jeff, and me as we continue our musical road trip back through the years and around the globe. See, just when you thought all white guys were like Joe Rogan, you come across three educators trying to remember when we were cool. 50 Years of Music with 50-Year-Old White Guys. Electric acid. 
Hey there, I'm DC. I host the Rock Podcast, Back to the Arena, the Interviews. It's about a 30-minute podcast where I talk one-on-one with a band who has released new music. You can find us on all the best podcast sites like Spotify, Apple, Google, iHeartRadio, and more. If you're a rock fan like me, subscribe today to Back to the Arena, the Interviews. Electric Acid. Electric Acid.